welcome to the podcast today. It's Friday, July 28th, or as uh, as we call it, uh, Linnell's Birthday Eve. Yes, which Aww. means we're setting up for chaos at this point. Happy uh, birthday, it's Mama. Eric and Bethany's here and Jaden. We'll talk about the retro skate from last night. And and one thing I think happened that I was expecting all night. Um, Jaden has an interesting hobby. Uh, we'll get some Maddie feedback, but first, what you so Jaden's on the radio this weekend, uh, seven to ten tonight, Saturday three to seven, Monday seven to ten. That's correct. I Turn pay him, up. I pay him in Dunkin' Donuts, and he has, as you should. He's got some killer zingers. Oh boy, you guys what, like song wise or like no? So, oh no, it's, oh it's just natural comedy. It's just I can't wait. Jaden, pull excited. that a little closer to you. Oh yes. Okay, yes, yes. there you go. Uh, the one zinger. Uh, we're getting near fall drink season. We are. Fire Not that one quite. off. You, you want to bet? It's still July. It's August. I'm- I need you to go home down. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to back it up. It's a very controversial take, right? But I don't think pumpkin spice is overrated. It's actually Ooh. the fact that Starbucks just doesn't make it right. <laughs> they That's don't. what it is. But I also have not found a pumpkin spice that I liked. Well, okay. Well, you got to go to Dunkin'. You got to go to Dunkin'. I'll give it a try. Starbucks pumpkin spice is kind of like this, right? Imagine you have a tall glass of water. You take a singular sugar cube and you dump it in that water. That's what Starbucks' idea of a drink is. Just imagine that cube is flavoring. Agree? I mean, it depends on what you get. You're not wrong with some of the things. But I do find that Starbucks matcha is the best one. See, I hear people talk about Starbucks matcha a lot, but I just can't. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. Starbucks has a like a hold on some However, of my friends. However, my go-to was the ice matcha with raspberry, and they discontinued the raspberry syrup. So now I had to buy my own giant jug of raspberry syrup on Amazon Jeez. and carry it in my car so that when I get a Starbucks oh matcha, God. shut up. When I get a Starbucks matcha, I can put in my raspberry syrup. So on top that's of that's how I like it. So on top of already paying $8 for the drink, you now have to pay an additional $8 for some other things to the drink. I go to Dunkin' and the barista just serves it with a smile for like 3 bucks. Listen, I a Dunkin' is great because it's 3.50 and I can get my medium nice iced coffee that's decaf because nobody else has decaf iced coffee. Thank you Dunkin'. I love Dunkin', but sometimes I have to go to Starbucks. Jaden, the thing that she bought is probably even though it's a hassle to have in your car you're probably saving money because for what the squirt right. the squirts of raspberry that you do well, it's like 85 cents yeah for the flavoring Jeez. i'm like i got it i'll put it so, in myself matcha is the green stuff right it's the green yeah ground up green tea stuff uh putting like a raspberry color or flavor into that doesn't look like it would be oh no it's so good okay okay <laughs> i discovered it at a random coffee shop in lagrange georgia Wow. It was like their signature summer drink when I was there visiting my sister, and I was like, this is it. It changed my life. Raspberry matcha? <laughs> Raspberry matcha. Okay. I mean, they call it Dunkin' for a reason, because they dunk on Starbucks. Yeah, really look at that. Is. And he's dunking on them now. Dunking on them. Uh, you had mentioned it, too, during your show, and I'm glad that you reminded me that it was your mom's birthday tomorrow. Yes. Um, what? I don't think she would let you forget. <sighs> You're fucking telling me. <laughs> Love her. Um... Where, what's the, what's the plan? Oh, well, you know how Northwest Ohio families do. We say we're going to do this big fancy dinner and we stroll on down to Texas Roadhouse. That sounds right. I hope you have a reservation. 
Oh, yeah. We, okay. we, we knew to plan ahead. We know how much we love restaurants in this city. We knew. So is it is it uh, you, your dad, you, your mom, your dad, and your brother, and anybody else? Probably Gloria. She'll likely be there, too. Okay. And we're all just going to sit there, eat. And me, personally, I don't eat that much, so I'll just be drinking lemonades. Okay. Just eat the biscuits. And oh, then make sure yes. she gets on the... Uh, the 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 thing the, the thing the, the wow my brain just went I told you and turned off you've got a look on you today you're <laughs> I'm struggling <laughs> the saddle the saddle she's got to yeah. ride on the saddle well I mean I have to record it too just for the insurance company so they're like Absolutely. hey it doesn't fall directly on us you know Texas what I mean? Roadhouse uh, is it the one on Secor is that is that it or am I thinking of another there's one there's one on Secor and there's, there's also the- one tucked. Um, behind, behind airport okay. across from me. Yeah. Yes, yes, Over yes. There. In that and area. You guys are going to that one? Chances are we are. Yes. What's your, do you know what time your reservation is? So I was told 5.30, which means I have Let's all see. day to lay on the couch and watch Netflix. Do they do any birthday things there? Sitting on the saddle. Okay. It's a tradition. They go, we gotta give a big Texas Roadhouse. Yeehaw! And everybody in the restaurant oh. goes, yeehaw! Yeah. I, I want that video, please. You oh, know this... Ohio may be one third the size of Texas, but you best believe we have Texans here in Ohio. Think about it for a second. And they all go to Texas Roadhouse. They all go to Texas Roadhouse. It's like how they want to be Texans. It's like how everybody in in Toledo, well, the majority of uh, white people in Toledo turn very Irish for one weekend a year during St. Patrick's Day. You go to Texas Roadhouse, and all of a sudden you're you're all Texan. Exactly, we're all Texan here. I mean, the cowboy boots, the jacket, we're all there. Um, so last, last night, uh, as much as it looked like, uh, baby deer on ice for a lot of people who couldn't skate or couldn't remember how to skate, I just kept thinking Jaden, uh, other news channels were there. I'm like, great. The headline tomorrow will be Metro parks and local radio host, host, uh, host event with scores of injuries. Everybody was good. I, when I was packing my stuff up, I saw a woman who skinned her knee. But uh, right as the, the night was ending, there was a woman who was a good skater. Um, oh, yeah. Had her own skates. Um, she was backward skating and took a spill. And her wrist was not, it wasn't like a Z. Nothing was sticking out. But she did something to it. The yeah. very end of the night, you didn't. You didn't see it, did you? I caught it, and I was like, "Dang!" Yeah, we made it all. It was, all... It was what was really sad about it was it was after because this was like her second one, and after that, I just saw her walking out to the parking lot, and I was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. But nobody got hurt except for that woman. It was a lot harder than I expected to skate on concrete because there's there's no give to it like on a skating floor. That's true. Um, but to hell with all of you that that doubted me when I said, why would they have a skating party if I can't skate? Never doubted you. Thank you. I never doubted you. For the first you, time in I my life. I said, I'm not putting skates on. And I always doubted him. <laughs> so I expected much worse. No. But he came no. out injury free. So, I mean, yeah, it's a success story regardless. I, and today's question from numerous people was, how much do you hurt? I'm like, not at all. I couldn't fall asleep when I went home, so I didn't sleep well at all. I had to cancel coffee with a friend this morning, but and oh, I'm I tired hurt now. Your spirit. But uh, <laughs> I feel fine. I have no aches, no nothing, no nothing. You were staying hydrated. Yeah, that too. That too. See, the thing I was telling people at the party, I was just like, "Listen, I can't injure myself because I don't think it's good for people to see me, you know, anchoring a morning show with a broken hip." 
But then, meanwhile, the whole time I'm there, I still have this thigh injury from earlier in the week. So I may have been protecting myself from two injuries at that point. Smart, smart. Now, to be honest, I didn't see your mom up out of the chair at all. Did she skate? Oh, yeah. She went around about three, four times. Did she? Okay. You know, demanding a video each time. Oh. And it was quite the show. I mean, I was surprised. Typical Gen Z Linnell, only doing it for the gram. Oh, man. It was something. She's like, you should get this. And my aunt who's in town, she's like, you should send her the video. I'm like, when did I become the photographer for this? This was my day off. And now it was a day on. I need to go back on a night that nobody's there. (laughs) So that I can use the little ring of freedom <laughs> for the little kids. Because it honestly would still come about to my waist. Well, yeah. And then then I'll put some skates on. But there are way too many people. To Meanwhile, me, that. you won't catch me in any skates. I think they are usually pretty quiet during the weeknights, so you can go. I used to be really good on roller blades. But anytime I put roller skates on, I just, I don't know if I carry my weight too far forward or what, but like. I would always roll off, you know, the top, Jeez. the front skates. I, yeah. They they rent rollerblades. I know. And I, I bought a pair for myself a couple of years ago. And I was like, I'm going to take up rollerblading. This is going to be my new exercise plan. And I'm going to go down the university trail on my rollerblades. And I made it about 50 feet. <laughs> I was like, this is the worst <laughs> idea I've ever had in my life. Jaden, have you ever been on skates of any kind no no not at all you want to know like i'm just going to give the childhood brief childhood history of why i am not the most athletic person in the tol so i probably was doing like a lot of bike riding when i was like six or seven you know basic stuff for Mm -hmm. a basic individual and then one day i was like okay you know i'm tired of this bike thing well this was not intentional i promise i crashed my bike right and long story short the bike was broken okay Guess where that ended me up? Guess where I was at? After the hospital? Well, no. I was at a summer camp because apparently I can't be trusted with a bike anymore. Okay. So then the next year comes around. Obviously, we're not getting another bike. So a scooter comes around. I'm riding the scooter. What do I do with that? Motorized or? Just like, you know. Foot no, propelled. A little razor? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. A nice little razor scooter. Oh, see this car right here? Jeez. That was from a razor scooter. Those things How old was I? Probably 17. You wrecked one of these, too? I did. And that's why, okay. you know, I've resorted to doing things like reading, you know, investigative documents, because that's clearly less harmful. And your parents are going to put you in a behind the wheel of a car? Well, see, here's the thing that separates me from my brother. He can't see. I Like, that's what we've determined at this point, because he will tell us, he's like, these new glasses aren't working. So... Everyone has had to go to Costco Optical but me at this point. Well, well, wait, hold on a second. This has nothing, but you've already crashed two things with wheels. When I was seven or eight, I mean, I've, 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 I've got control of a car. Oh, okay. This is that's kind of frightening. Oh, I mean, what you should really be frightened of is all the people that shouldn't be on the road anymore. There's that. That's very true. Because I, I'm not even a driver yet, and still, when I come up close to people that were driving slow at the last light, I will look at them. And nine times out of ten, they're on the ex- phone. That, or it's exactly what you would expect. They're playing it safe. Mm-hmm. Um, let me get your uh, your take on last night, Miss Bethany. That was fun. The music was good. Obviously, Manny he, liked it. He did. A Dub did a great job. He, yeah, he yeah. played some songs a couple times. He played a song that I would have asked for, but I didn't want to have people run off the floor. Um, but I was stunned that he played it, and then a couple others. I think A Dub did like a plus job for sure. Yeah, it was really good.
Any particular songs that you liked more than others or were surprised to hear like I was? I mean, my daughter decided that her dance song of choice was going to be Brick House, which was alarming. <laughs> but, um, no, like when he played like, I think he played Plastic Dreams or something. Yes, by JD. And I was like, what? Dun, dun. He brought, yeah. How do you know that song? Because I DJ high school dances. Hello. Oh, of course. But uh, that I I've never heard anybody play that at at any like. Oh what? yeah, that was bit probably. I mean, fifteen years ago, it was like they made a hustle to it. So that's what so that was pop- like. A- you know. Even like when I've been places re- out when they do the wobble and all those things, I've never heard anybody play that for, for whatever hustle no, dance. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's a great song. Do you know that one? Yeah. I mean, I've kind of gotten like at this point, even when I go to parties, I'm kind of like the DJ now at this point. So basically any good party song, I throw it on. You guys should go on tour together. We really should. I mean, <laughs> we need to save the parties of America from mediocre trap beats. That's yeah. what I'm saying. We need to do that. Um, 100%. My friend Justin texted me. Uh, he, he was there last night. He said, uh, is Hillary Duff retro enough? <laughs> I said, not quite. It is, mm. but it's not skating rink music. Sorry. Yeah. We can play Come Clean at like 11 when the rain starts, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not quite there. Any other feedback? You look exhausted. I mean, it was, I think part of me being tired is it was just a long day in the sun. And I, I'm sure everybody was surprised how much I was moving around. I was, I really was. I had a good time. I enjoyed myself. That was good. Yeah. And he had the sunglasses on. He was like in his, like his, you know, celebrity. My thing. Yeah. My thing. He was avoiding TMZ or something. It was, it was wild to see. I, I, I would have underestimating the concrete was my only was the only downside for me on the night because I would have done a little more. I would have pushed Aid up to do like a shuffle skate or a group skate, um, or or backward skate. Every time I backward skated, I was afraid there's like crevices every fifty yards or so, yeah. and I didn't want to like backward skate because I'm thinking this is like if my if somebody's head hits the the ground, it's not the give of a skating ring floor. Right. Like you're cracking it open. Yeah, and I don't need that. See, and that's why I happily had my sunglasses on with the Sprite in hand, eating pizza with Doug. I was having a blast. Nobody nobody offered you more alcohol? No, no. I am very, very, very careful, obviously. You know, I know what to drink and what not to drink, you know? So that's why I always get a Sprite, because it's like the, the one soda that's scared to be alcohol, but just doesn't want to be. And it, it could look like a White Claw or something, right? It could, it could, which is why I probably got some looks that day, and I'm like, Guys, guys, come on now. I, I, you know, I know what to drink. Only only getting served at TSA. Whatever. <laughs> um, so you, you ate you ate pizza from the garden? I did. Tell me it was it looked really good. It was. It was. It was definitely not a thick pizza, which is why I think I liked it because I don't feel like pizza needs to be that thick. Like I like a nice thin pizza though. Hot take. With exactly, with a little bit of seasoning and just the right kind of pepperoni and it's perfect. Yeah, uh, the Josh, uh, our engineer and my friend, he got a. I got a bowl which was very good, and it was twelve bucks. It was it was worth twelve bucks. It was a lot of food, way more than I expected. Josh got a pizza. He got um, lamb and mushroom on there. Ooh. Josh likes to eat. Um, we were sitting next to each other at the broadcast booth. A couple of songs played, and I looked over, and Josh's pizza pan was cleared. It's like he snorted it. Like he he annihilated he this it, thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. It smelled really good. 
Yeah, I really think I it was I wish that delicious. I hadn't eaten before I got there because I wanted food. I but. mean, as a journalist, I didn't eat all day, which is why this was kind of like dinner. It was just dinner outside, you know? And that's why I think I liked it. Uh, Bethany, you've been, how many times have you been there? Because you went the first weekend they were open when it was packed. Three times now, maybe? Love that park. Probably three. <coughs> yeah, I love it. What is down where you took uh, Maddie? Is, is it like a copy of the Maumee River? So it's a map of the Maumee River, and it's basically, it forms like a little splash pad slash baby river that the kids can like run around in and whatever and it starts kind of up the hill and there's a a rock formation that has like a waterfall and then it kind of flows two different ways <coughs> and goes down and it's all labeled like the map of the mommy river and then there's one section that's a little bit um deeper by deeper i mean like six inches <coughs> sorry and then it all kind of flows down into this graded area and i assume it's like Recycled water, slightly chlorinated, so it stays clean. Well, you know the question I—it's really have... fun for kids. See, now the question I have to ask was: Did Snoop throw like a secret show at TSA today or something? Why? There was she's... a lot of coughing. Oh, she's a mess. You're a mess right <laughs> I now. It. I'm going through it. What? What? Why? Why are you like? You're usually so chipper know. and bubbly. Well, she was jamming to Snoop. I mean, that's what happens. You didn't it's go tiring. to Snoop show. I didn't go to Snoop. I I don't know. <laughs> Maddie had a good time. Uh, Maddie had a great time. She was very excited about dancing. I like that she uh, wasn't afraid of me. Not she's not afraid of many people. True, true. <laughs> Did she remember when I showed her a picture of the dogs? Did yeah, absolutely. Did things strike back? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Jaden, how many times, both work and personal time, have you been to Glass City Metro Park? A lot. I would say. If I had like all the time since that park has like since I found out about it, maybe 10, 12 times. Like I've been there a lot. Like I've lost track and it's really enjoyable. It's really just connected with the area. But then, of course, you have the good view of downtown, which also is great. Right. I just I guess every time I go there, I kind of ask myself, how did it take so long for us to get to this phase of it? Because, you know, the riverfront. Yeah, <laughs> the riverfront shouldn't be a place for industry anymore. That's such an 1800s thing. You know, we have to reinvent the city, and that's really doing it. So, I mean, the, I think it was, um, they would refer to it like the Asians or the Chinese business people had yeah. a boat, had, I think had owned the other side from International Park, that riverfront, and they just never got developed. Never. And when I lived here the first time in 2005 and six, um, there was... There was more activity at the docks. Yeah. And there still is some, but yeah, it was just a lot of nothing. And that's why when the Metro Parks was able to take advantage of it with a little bit of ProMedica, like you've got things that aren't... Um, Capitalism? No, well, actually that, that is. I mean... There's <laughs> to an no, extent, there's no sure. There's no red tape of, of the city and all that <laughs> stuff. Like there's two bit, private businesses essentially that can move forward and get stuff done. And they did. And it, it was weird. I've read about it, seen stuff online, but to have people tell me who came last night said, I never knew this was here. Like, what happened to the east side? I'm like, where have you been for the last two years? Yeah, it was kind of weird, too, because we were all stuck at our homes in 2020. So we really weren't paying too much attention to what was happening there. But it kind of, things were moving quick, you Mm -hmm. know? And I kind of don't really remember anything from the before times of when we had this park, because I covered stories downtown and was downtown doing things, but 
there was never much attention paid to that part of the city. Right. So now it's just like a destination spot. Mm-hmm. It basically brings both sides together at this point. Yep. Yep. Um, can you tell us, t- tell Bethany what you collect? Oh, man. So excited about this. So I've always been a 2000s music fan. Okay, it's, you know, I can't rock with Generation Z right now. So I go to when times when music was a lot better. And now my 2000 CDs collection, it's growing. It continues to grow. It all started with the Say It Right single CD. And now we're at Unwritten and we have Blackout and we have more coming. So like people buying records, he buys CDs. I buy CDs. I'm not really there for the vinyl. I Vinyl is just, it's too much I want something compact, but at the same like time, it's physical. Like a compact disc? Yeah. So that's kind of why I had to get the CDs. It was much simpler. It just was natural. What What do they cost? That's the thing, right? It kind of depends on the label. <laughs> because a lot of the Britney CDs were cheap. True. But I wanted to get a J-Lo CD from her 2011. It was a pop album. It was 30 bucks. Is that the one with Get It On The Floor? On exactly. The Floor People? Yeah. Right. And I was like... 30 bucks so that was kind of alarming which is why it's now on my list for when maybe one day magically elon musk or jeff bezos are going to bless me with money or something and i can afford to buy it they will maybe <laughs> just where do you where do you look to buy the stuff amazon i you know normally go to amazon but also though because it's also good to buy from local businesses i also look at culture clash too for like things that you can't find anywhere mm-hmm. else mm-hmm. so i kind of go between the two and for me, it always comes down to just the economics of it. Sure. So normally I get used stuff because it may have a little scratch here or there, but it's fine. Does you know? does Replay, Replay has everything, but they might not have CDs. I don't know if they have CDs. Have, I know Allied Record Exchange. Yeah. You can go yeah. there too. But Culture Clash is a great you, one. You could, uh, I'm sure there's people on the Facebook Marketplace who'd be willing to sell you stuff and meet you in a Walmart parking lot. <laughs> I'm never using Facebook True. Marketplace. Yeah. I've heard too many horror stories. Yeah. I have good luck with Facebook Marketplace. Well, I know people that use it, and every time it goes well, but I'm just like, you know, I just kind of want to avoid that. That's fine. I was talking, before, were you there before Valerie Valerie left last night? I don't think I was. Uh, Valerie, you know Valerie from the city? Yeah. Um, she told me uh, that she bought a, I, I made a Facebook Marketplace joke, and she made a crack. She's like, you know, watch it. I got my kitchen table off Facebook Marketplace for <laughs> yeah. 20 bucks. Um, so, yeah, I know some people live by it. Other people would like to live and stay out of it. Yeah, we definitely have some furniture that came from Facebook Marketplace. Good, yeah, good. We've got some patio chairs. Um, what about buying on, on eBay? eBay, I just never got involved. I don't know. eBay, I it exists for me, but... I've never used it. I'm kind of straight to Amazon. You should give it a look because, like, I love Amazon for certain things, but there are certain, there's other products that I look for on Amazon, the Transformer or something. Yeah. Uh, it will be a ridiculous price on Amazon, and I can go to eBay and it's like a third of that. So sometimes Amazon can be, can really overcharge you or whoever the seller is. For mm-hmm. sure. You got to watch out for that too because, you know, they're, everybody's wanting to sell the same thing, you know. You got to be competitive in this economy. Get your butt so, on eBay. Yeah. I'll, I may have to do that because I'm not exactly in a place where I could keep spending this much money. So it's going to be something I'm going to look at. Is that what's your, what's your, what's the holy grail of purchases so far? And other than the JLo, what's one you, you, you have your eye on? 
So the Holy Grail is going to be the Nelly Furtado Greatest Hit CD. That's okay. coming. It's coming soon. Okay. Fingers crossed. And then one I have my eye on, probably Gaga, the fame monster. Okay. The price was still high. So basically, I'm going to blame Universal Music Group for all my problems. I have to look this up real quick. Now I'm curious. He's curious now. I've done my thing. I've got him curious. He pulled up eBay so fast, like it was in his six dollars and fourteen cents. Wow! Free shipping. Get on it, Jaden. If you want the deluxe, you want the deluxe two CD. There's one that's thirteen oh four. So yeah, it looks like we're getting the one that's six dollars. If you want the CD imported from India in mint condition, it's three hundred bucks. Okay, that's a bit much. (laughs) It's a little much. I don't know. Give me another one. Ooh, another Look thing up I the J Lo one. Oh yeah. Go ahead look uh, that one up. What's the name of that uh, that Love? Album. Yeah, and the title is fitting because every song is talking about a relationship. Mm. So very fitting. I will say this though. I mean the two thousands produced lots of great albums. So I mean it's true. You know, there's a lot to get out of it. I mean the Jane. next one though I gotta get though, the Duchess. Mm. Fergie. This one's six bucks. Six bucks. Yeah. Takes notes. You gotta, takes notes. you gotta get yourself one. Yeah, you gotta yeah. get on eBay. Yeah. It's gonna happen because, like I said, I need to save money as best as possible. So, what is your source of income? Good question. So, YouTube is obviously where I default post most of my video content, and that's mainly where it comes from. Um, and that's kind of what's what it is. Okay. Mainly this that. I mean, I've done things in the past that I've just like money I've just set on the side. And I'm like, okay, well, this is savings. But that's kind of where my spending money comes from. So Makes sense. Uh, Bethany, you might know about this, and I found this somewhat interesting. Uh, can you talk about the Doja Cat thing? Yeah. Do you know about this? this? A, oh, it's a wild situation. So long story short, she released a new single recently, and she was on threads. It was kind of like a thing where she was responding to fans, and one fan was basically saying, tell your fans that you love them. Doja responds and says, well, I don't know you guys, so how am I going to say that? I mean, that's kind of fair. It's kind of fair, right? That's something I would do. And that's exactly A little bit. Yeah. I don't know you. I mean, you might be nice. You might be a murderous killer, but I I can't say I love you. And that's the thing. But from Doja Cat, it came off in a different light, not a positive one. And that kind of had some fans concerned. And then that combined with the fact that there were some fans that were concerned about the person she's currently dating. Because there he has a history when it comes to relationships not ending too well. So fans aren't happy. And it's kind of being it's a difficult time for them to still be fans. So as that situation continues to play out, she's definitely lost a lot of support. So it's a nasty situation kind of right now. I, I get it, though. I mean, the, I think there's a difference between being in a Colleen Ballinger situation and then having appreciation for your fans but like not you don't need to go on social media and be like oh my god i love you guys like she doesn't know yeah any of her fans it's very literal like me yeah it's straight i I just i I think i think that especially with social media people that are fans and diehard fans and i think we talked about this before how like you have this false sense of attachment to a person you've never met yeah that's a celebrity that doesn't even know who you are it's harsh and i think it's could have been addressed in a different way but i i mean i get it i appreciate you i don't love or even like you right i don't know who you 
quote unquote are, but I appreciate all of my fans and I'm, you know. Yeah. So, you know, and there has been like some people that theorize that this is just for promotion for the new album. It always is. It always is. Well, but then there are also people that say, and I've noticed that music consumers are also kind of looking at the business side of things, too. And there are people that are maybe thinking that she's trying to get out of contract, trying to self-sabotage. So you never really know. And that's why it's just theory until you really know. I can relate in the sense that sometimes I I am thankful that I have people that like me, listen to the radio show, listen to the podcast. Um, but I don't want to give them all the credit. Like, you like it because I put the work in to deliver stuff that you enjoy. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, but you also need those people to hang on to that and follow you and support you. But they do that because of the work that I put in. Yes, but it's a large pool and they could listen to a lot of good music that gets put out. Wait. What's the large pool? I'm I'm just saying like what there's a lot of talented people out there. No, there's not. Okay, there is. Okay, cynical Sally. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I think there's still like especially in the influencer realm. If people didn't follow you, you have no career. So I could I could see where like those people would be yeah. extra extra special appreciative of the people that follow them that, and support them. That, that's that's like she messed up one word. She could have said, "Look, I really appreciate you, but I I don't love you." I I get that. Like right. I appreciate yeah. that people listen and when I, when I, I go, love I love what my life has become and the things that I'm able to do because of the fans and I appreciate you, but I don't, I don't know you. I don't love you. Like that's false advertising. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's not realistic, especially in like the world we're in now. Like even when I'm seeking out new music, I could like the music, but if I don't like the person, I'm not going to listen to the music. Sure. So I think that kind uh, of is where maybe some people are. Boy, at. I can compartmentalize in certain ways. I've kicked, I've kicked R. Kelly stuff out. Yeah, um, it's hard to kick Kanye out. I'm not gonna lie. I, okay, he's there done. are some Kanye songs, and I'm like, oh, why do I, I not like you as a person? With my streaming, I have morals. So maybe because that's still new, and because it was, it was very close to you know what my religion is, it hits a little harder. But when A. Dub played Estelle American Boy last night, I did recoil a little bit with Kanye because I'm like, I thought we took this out of the library. I know, but some of his stuff are bops, man. Right? It can be hard. Yeah. At least he didn't rape and pee on uh, on underage girls. Right? Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, but he's still not a lovely human being. Yeah. I, In a lot of ways, I can compartmentalize. I think I've told you this before. Yeah. Um, like, there's a place where I enjoy getting food from. Staunch there's some people that are staunch MAGA, MAGA-ins. And I've never blocked anybody on social before. I, it's not a thing I do. Um, I did this person because it became a problem. But goddamn, the pizza's good. <laughs> Same reason people go to Chick-fil-A. I mean, there is that. I mean, even like in news, like it's especially because Toledo's such a small city. We're all on Facebook. There are the usual suspects, like faces that you'll see pop up a lot that, you know, Basically, anytime they can get a dig in, they will. At this point, my phone's on do not disturb half the time. So it's just, you know, I'm just here to deliver the news. And most of the time, I don't really care about what the responses are because I'm here to inform. 
Don't read the don't read the comments. Do not read the comments, especially when there's like a tornado warning and there's the Facebook. Don't even. And there's a oh yeah, or uh, if it's TV and they you're get you you took my show off because of a potential tornado thirty miles away. Yeah. 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 You know, people feel very entitled in this world now, so it's just you know it's how it is. I still am baffled when there's a 22 year old, 23 year old athlete, whoever, who gets into some some type of battle in, in the comments or something. Right. Like we've had a, at least a decade of you seeing how that never works out well. And I get you, you've got it's hard to have self control, especially the younger you are. But still, there's so many lessons out there to go. There's no win in this for you. You've seen all the carnage that can happen. Don't say anything. Right. That's where I'm at. I mean, people ask all the time about like political stuff. I'm like, I'm covering it. I obviously I have opinions on things, but I just don't feel the need. Everyone is talking about it right now. You did share, I contribute. You did share them quite a bit during the uh, last presidential term. Well, yeah, I feel like journalists, we have that role to be the people that push back when it's just a constant stream of mistruths, you know, and right. just blatant lies. But for me, I'm not the person to say, you know what, this is how I feel about this. You know, I'm not going to be the person that's quick to condemn or quick to say anything. But that's also good practice because that makes you someone that can see both. Uh, and a lot of times people jump on whatever bandwagon right. is in front of them. And it's good to be you know, realistic and decisive and report on things as an outsider. Yes. And not put your own biases and opinions into it. That's good practice. What I love about my job is just being able to see people as human because I can report a story and sometimes people will look at someone and say, oh, that's a terrible thing, this and that. But I get to see both sides of everything and everyone has reasons for their beliefs, whether Mm -hmm. it's an experience that shaped them or what have you. Now, obviously, racism is terrible, you right. know, and things like that, you know, shouldn't fly. But maybe people have certain things politically that they just don't agree with. Well, I can see why they don't agree with mm-hmm. certain things. So maybe someone who lives out in a rural area isn't a fan of a new development. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe they have a history of their family, you know, being impacted by these. So it's important that we continue to see the humanity because I think I saw that younger and now as I've gotten older, I see that people really don't see the world that way anymore. Mm-hmm. They get locked the in their views. And they very and much don't. They're echo you know, chambers. A lot of people have come around to, to empathy in these COVID times. Um, I, I like to think it's what you just described, more of a crude way. Yeah. Just put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yeah, and that's why I always tell people, especially when like in news consumption, people like to watch their MSNBC, their CNN, their Fox, this and that. I'm just like, turn them off. Watch your local news, see the people that live down the street from you, hear their stories, and you're going to feel a lot better because you're going to really have a connection to people, Mm -hmm. you know, not Mm -hmm. views, not people yelling at you. You really feel connected. And that's why I love my job. I'm not in a rush to go to cable news. So Bethany hates politics, but even I'm a little, I, I, I basically know what it is now, but you probably come across it a ton. And it hurts your brain. So can you briefly explain to someone like Bethany what the hell issue one is? Long story short. It's a long story, but I'm making it short. (laughs) Okay. So issue one, right? The constitutional amendment. If you want to make a constitutional amendment in Ohio, change the state constitution, they want to raise the threshold from 50% to 60%. Now, you'd probably ask yourself, why is this happening? 
While Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRose actually mentioned at a private event, and the recording leaked so it got out, that this is really about what's happening in November, reproductive rights being on the ballot. So they believe that they're not going to get 60% of Ohio voters to agree with that. So this is basically a way to block that from, you know, passing. So that's what issue one is in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. So obviously everyone has different views on it. And it's kind of complicated just because people sometimes correlate it with specific things. But really issue one is just the state constitution and what we want to do with it. I didn't know about the November part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I knew that all the abortion rights stuff was, was has been floating around since last year right. with Roe v. Wade. Um, because in a vacuum, I'm like, great, let's get as many people as possible on one side so we have this large majority rather than it being 50-50 or 51-49. But yeah. then it just makes it harder to make any changes. And also, I think the other part of... Um, issue one is that let's say they get all these signatures and you know they think they've hit a certain number i believe correct me if i'm wrong that right now if some of those are insufficient they have a period of time that they can go back collect the ones that they need and continue what they want to do with issue one is say well you didn't hit this number start all over she hates so politics. It just, I don't, am I right? Really am I right? Doesn't. I mean, yeah. Like I think that's part of it. To get marijuana on the ballot in November, they have until August 4th to collect the adequate amount of signatures. So that's the thing right here's now. here's the thing I don't understand. Regardless of the issues you want to push or the changes you want to make, whatever side thinks that they're going to have the upper hand, if it switches sides, now you're going to have the issue. <laughs> There's that. Making any changes. I just, I don't. I don't understand. Well, that's even why, interestingly enough, I was kind of watching and seeing what people on both sides had to say about this. And one interesting thing I was that kind of caught me off guard was even some conservatives in Ohio didn't support it because they knew that if it was something they were passionate about, right. Right. you know, it would hurt them. It's just not fair all around. Yeah. People really, there are a lot of people that don't like it, but obviously the different county parties, you know, Republican parties are pushing it. Yeah. But there, when you talk to real people, they're like, why would I vote for that if I have something in the future that I want to be amended in I, the Constitution? Mm-hmm. I think we saw a lot of this, if not act in reality, but discussion um, over the from beginning with the Trump term, you know, now where one of the things that I think a lot of people like us said during Trump's term was, well, he can do whatever he wants. The next guy, if there is a next guy, will just flip it back over. And then if Biden is out and whoever is back, that person will flip it back the other way with executive orders. Because I know that the um, the student loan stuff is just like this this volleying thing right now. Yeah. It, got, it got struck down by the Supreme mm-hmm. Court. And Biden's like, fine, I'll just write a different executive order <laughs> right. with different language. And it's just like back and forth and dizzying. But you got to, you know, when I kind of look at this, you just got to love American government for that reason. Because nothing's ever truly permanent. Mm-hmm. I mean, things can change, mm-hmm. which is... I don't know. Some of those yeah. early amendments are... They're still kicking our butts. But, yeah. you know, they're, that's the thing. It's really based off of the people of their time. I, I mean, that's kind of what makes it cool I, in that way. I, I, and I do fashion myself a bit of a history buff. We don't ever talk about any of the amendments really after really after the Civil, right, Civil, Civil War amendments and then women's right to vote, which I think is like, I don't know, it's like 18, 19 or whatever. We never talk about those amendments in the 20s unless it's like the 25th where it's like the removal of somebody. Right. I wonder if this is the longest period in history that we've gone without adding an amendment to the Constitution. Possible. And I don't know if that's really good or really bad. 
That's a good, interesting thing to look at because I've always just looked at things like on the local level and seen where things have, you know, been iffy. But yeah, I mean, it's a good point. Like we haven't gotten to that point yet. And I kind of surprised now that you mentioned it that we haven't gotten to that point yet because a lot of extreme changes have been pushed recently, but no one's really gone to say, let's amend the constitution. So it's, it's always going to be an interesting thing to watch play out. I think not being the political science nerd or anything, I think it's actually representative of how divided we are right now, how closely divided we are right now. And any change that anybody wants, well, it's like, we're not going to change the constitution. We're red states. We'll do this. We're blue yeah. state. We'll, we'll do this. And right. that, that makes political sense. And as we talk about this, if I had to guess if there was going to be the next amendment, I, I would guess would be marijuana. Because at some point, maybe it will just be so many states will just accept it and they go, all right, we'll just make it a right. you know, constitutional amendment. Yeah. I think the biggest thing about it is the tax revenue for most states. Because mm-hmm. right. I always, you know, I always look at things from the people perspective and telling a story because people aren't going to connect if they just hear about something new. I always try to look at, well, we really do have maybe kids that don't have free lunches that have to pay out of pocket. I always look at those things and say, okay, so this is why a certain person is supporting this. And then I look at the other side and I interview them and they say, well, I'm concerned that maybe a kid of mine will start smoking and things like that. So everyone kind of has different reasons for supporting it. So Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this balance of, you know, do I want this tax revenue to fund this thing or do I want this for my kid? It kind of just depends on the person's personal values a lot of the time. In that way, we are extremely selfish. Yeah. And it's it's human nature. For sure. Um, Less political. Have you seen the Barbie movie yet? I have not. What the hell? The only one in the studio. I'm busy, bro. (laughs) I'm so busy. I need to not go to work. What's got you so busy? Oh, talk about the Jeep stuff at work. Man, oh man, oh man. With all the K100 listeners coming by. (laughs) No, so we thought it was going to be a good idea to put a classic Willis car show in our gallery. And as amazing as it is... There's no one running it. So it's literally up to four of us to, and after the first couple days, we realized that it couldn't be one person at a time. I did not tell you, I have a whole story that we might have to do a separate podcast on about how I was a superhero vigilante when Gerky's phone was stolen last Friday from the gallery. (laughs) Tell us now. And I tracked that sucker. Wow. And got it back after did, three hours. Did you let him sign in to what? Find my phone on so your phone? So what happened was he realized dinner time ish. I was in my pool relaxing and he realizes that someone made off with his phone. And I'm like, did somebody steal your phone or you just can't find it? Like, it's probably in your pocket. Check your pockets. Like, check your bag. No, it was stolen. He didn't have it. I'm like, Okay. Well, I have all of his passwords because he can't function without me. <laughs> so I log in. I get my computer and I log into iCloud on his iCloud and I go to find my iPhone and I track his phone and it's in the front of the Mudhen Stadium. What? And I'm like, well, that's interesting because he's not at the front of the Mudhen Stadium and he hasn't been at the front of the Mudhen Stadium all day. So I'm like, I know where it is. My coworker, Jamie, who is downtown at the moment, was going to go to the Munhens game. I'm like, text me when you get there. So she gets there. I start pinging it. 
I'm pinging it and I'm pinging it and I'm pinging it and I put it in lost mode and you can, you know, put it in lost mode and say, this phone is lost, please call. And I put my number and I'm tracking the location for like a half an hour and it's not moving. So I'm like, somebody probably like stashed it in a dumpster or like, you know, tossed it, something. So I'm pinging it. She can't find it. She's looking all over bushes, garbage cans, blah, 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 blah. I'm trying to like send her screenshots of the location to like narrow down on where it is. Can't figure it out. She walks around to like sketchy characters, stands next to him. I ping it, nothing. And she's like, now it's getting louder because the game's going to start. So even if it's pinging, like I, ca- I can't hear it anyway. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to find this phone. Like it's probably not on a person because it's not moving. So Josh, you know, is now getting involved and is like, let's go down there. So we the three of us get in the car and we drive down there and I take her, Maddie's iPod that I just got off of Facebook Marketplace <laughs> and I log into his iCloud and then I have my phone so that I can track both of them at the same time and watch as the little the little blips match up so I can see where this phone is. So we, we get down there. He lets me out of the car and I probably looked like a crazy person because I'm like looking under things, looking in trees. I'm like have two devices the cops like what are you doing so finally I go up to him Gurky had gotten down there I'm like he says my phone was stolen it says it's here we're tracking it can you let us in the gate so we can check inside and he's like yeah sure so we go in there I'm putting my head in garbage cans I'm like I'm pinging this thing for at least an hour and a half at this point non-stop so whoever has this phone is getting pissed or annoyed and can't find it can't find it can't find it we go across the street to cock and bull we're looking around we're finding sketchy people we're standing next to them we're pinging it nothing can't find it it's been like two and a half three hours at this point Gurky's like i give up we tried it's whatever so he gets in the car and leaves and i call my oh by the way we come out of cock and bull and i realized that the phone had called me but of course, I was dumb and my phone was on silent, so I didn't hear it. So now I'm pinging it and calling it back rapidly. Like, I'm just bugging this person. And so he leaves. I get my phone. I call my brother because he's in the game. Like, where are you? Should we even come in? Then the phone calls me again. And I'm like, hello? And the guy goes, oh, hey, this is so-and-so a customer service. Uh, did you lose a phone? I was like, yes, I'm around the corner. So I go in there. He's got the phone. I go, thank you. And I'm so excited that I don't even think to like ask, hey, who turned it into you? Like, what did they look like? Blah, 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 blah. But I got that damn phone back. Well done. Wow. And I had already checked customer service when I got there. So what had happened was whoever had that phone turned it into customer service and said, oh, somebody lost his phone. Did they? How did it get there from the gallery? Or is that, where was Gurkey? Someone stole it. Are you sure? So whoever stole it, yes, positive. So whoever stole, here's, there's one of two situations happened. Either someone that works for the Mud Hens, who came in to see the cars, accidentally picked it up. Yeah. Let's say the they got the same phone, they have the same phone case, whatever. They pick it up thinking it's their phone. Mistakenly, they have it. Maybe they were working a shift. Maybe it was in their bag. And after three hours of me pinging and calling them. it, yeah. they realized that they had it. And they turned it, I don't know. Or somebody stole it m- kind of maliciously. And they just got sick of me being it for three hours straight. 
And they were like, just give it to Gus. I don't know. But I got it back. And that for was... more episodes of DC's new character, Beth, right. and then get when a new I come Max out. account. So then we decided that we were going to get tickets to the Mudhens game and sit in there, which <laughs> we did not plan on doing on a did Friday you go night. Back out, even though you were in... And yeah, so we went out and in, and then we actually bought a ticket, which was stupid. We should have just been like, let us in. Because when I came out with the phone, the cop was like, no way. I was like, dude, you want me to join the force? <laughs> like, I got this phone back, homie. Put me on your tech he team. He thought I was crazy. He was like, dude, you're not going to find this phone. I was like, yes, I am, sir. Jaden, were you envisioning her getting, uh, her pulling out her, her foldable keyboard, typing 200 words a minute, oh, yeah. hacking in the things, creating code? I really want to get Warner Brothers did. Discovery on this. Yeah, I really... that was a great tech thriller. <laughs> yeah. I, I basically mean, did. Great. I cracked into his iCloud. Well done. Thank you. Um... Similar story. Good times. In twenty May of twenty seventeen, we had a station event at Sky Zone. Oh, and Woof. somebody uh, somebody took my phone and someone else's phone, and Megan did the same thing. Um, she's like, "Do you want? It? I'm in. Do you want me to erase it, or do you want to find it? Erase right. it, find it." And eventually, I we, I didn't erase it. I don't I don't know why, but it was across the street at some gas station. And we ran over there with no shoes, and um, there was a woman inside buying something. And Megan found it, found it. It was pinged in the car. Um, I saw my phone on this woman's driver's seat, mm-hmm. and none of us were angry or anything. And we're like, "Hey, that's that's my phone." You know, hey, we gave her the idea that she picked it up by accident, but she uh-huh. definitely took the so much so that the police came out, and we had to uh, me and another girl from. The station. We had to go to Sylvania Court. Did she give you a hard time about giving it back to you? Oh yeah. <gasps> oh yeah. She the nerve. She was. We're like literally. Yes. Look, like, here's my phone. How do you have pictures of my life on your phone? Because she was, she was a little not there. Okay. okay. Yeah. Something. And there was a kid in the back seat, oh. like a little kid. Oh. That's the um, worst, man. But and she, yeah, she was. She didn't have all the M and M's in the bag. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just happy to get my phone back. But Jeez. I think because of the value, because it was two iPhones, and uh, the actual value was like a couple grand. Yeah. So the city or Sylvania, whoever covers um, that Swanton out there, like they had to press charges, even though we didn't want to. We had to go to court. Um, and then she had to wind up paying some big fine or whatever. So no, don't steal expensive stuff. Well, don't ever. And the kicker was he had just gotten a new phone the week before. I was like, bro. Jeez. I misplaced yeah. mine last night. Now I was like, uh, did it happen again? But I left it next to Ada. Keep it on your person. I do. Yeah. I do. When I know I've lost my phone in the house, I'm just so unconcerned. Because for me, it's a gift. Like, yay, I don't have to reply to anything. I'm disconnected. And I can go easily for a good hour, you know, not caring, you know, until I'm like, oh, what's it's happening on Twitter It's the point where, right like... <laughs> You have valuable information on it. That's There's that. the issue. Yeah. I mean, that's true. Like, and then the only time I'm remotely concerned about losing something is my wallet. But then yeah. all the time I know that it's either in my car or in the house. Yeah. Because I never, like, take it out of my pocket when I'm out and about. Like, it's The in, good thing is, like, it's now tight in there. when you back up your phone, I mean, it's pretty easy to get a new phone. Yeah. It's a hassle, but, like, it's a lot easier than it used to be where, like, you lost your phone. It's... 
gone forever isn't the it abyss. don't you and now to... you can wipe it remotely what's satisfying like is when you get a new phone and they're just able to just switch the card into it right yeah that's so like i don't remember, I love that i guess i remember when i first got a phone and how long it took yeah mm-hmm. and i was like now they just changed it's like wonderful it's really a satisfying experience to be in and out of Verizon in like 15, 30 minutes. If you lose it, don't you have to pay like for whatever was left and then for the full price for a new phone? It depends on if you have insurance or whatever right. the convoluted yeah. stuff my, is. My superpower is that I don't lose three important things. Uh, I, I'll piss into this wind. Okay. But my phone, car keys, and my debit card and license are together. I hold them like that. I, you must think you have really good karma for I, saying that out loud. I never lose them. Um, wow. I will maybe misplace them, but I don't freak out because I know I don't lose the stuff. In fact, last week I ran out of here and I went to go see my good friend at the village carry out to get my limeritas. And I'm like, where's my license and, and debit card? And I knew that I brought it in here with me. So I didn't panic. I didn't lose it. I just, it wasn't in my possession. I called Becky and I was like, hey, can you go look in the studio for my stuff? She's like, there it is. Now you're right. I'll probably lose all three at once. But no, I, I don't, I don't lose the, and those are like the three most important things. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bastards. You, you have to live with yourself after yeah, that. I mean, I'm not point, saying a word. Yeah. That's all, all right. Eric at this point. Um, You're not going to do anything this weekend, right? Oh, no, no. I, uh, the house is my happy place. And I feel it's important to enjoy that. I mean, I'm already, like, I'm 15 and already hate going out. I, uh, yeah. I mean, Yikes. it has to kind of be with the right people. Like, if I'm going to go out, it's like, okay, I can go out with these people. Okay, but that's fair. That's yeah. just, yeah. But I also rarely like leaving the house because, like, like Eric posted at one point, my food's there, the dogs <laughs> are there. I mean... Why would you leave the house? All my stuff is here. All my stuff's here. You are like kindred spirits. Yeah. You too. I mean, like I used to enjoy going out maybe pre-COVID, and that was only for like work. You know who your dad is, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. And now, I'm done. I'm just like house. Right. You should just like let him move in. He'd have to bring his own couch. Well, yeah. I would have to bring my own couch for that. I'm I'm surprised that I'm not more... uh, socially exhausted from last night and maybe it's True. just because I'm I'm tired and I can't feel that because there's a lot people were coming up to me last night and I felt bad all those um, news interviews Jeez. not not that but um what are you doing you do you have to sit at the gallery all weekend <laughs> sorry so oh laugh it up sir oh I'll be boy. there next weekend too I will say and I didn't even realize this she is like the star of a recent Lisa Guyton story which means she's made it that's official. Oh, Mister Miss Mister Bansky. Yeah. Listen, let's just say I got to ride in that 1919 car, and that sucker was slick. It wasn't even like bumpy. Like you would think a car from like a million years ago is going to be a rough ride. Not at all. Well, at least she enjoyed it because she's going to be with it all weekend. You know, we we have spent lots of quality time together in these cars. <laughs> Jane, you know the the gallery that she's talking about, yes, right? Okay. Yes. And you so you saw like what? I guess Lisa's story? I did see that and I was like, I know her. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, it was kind of like um it was like the thing like especially in the Midwest we do this. We see someone we know and we like we have to pause and like get everyone in the room. Right. And, I know yeah. that person. I know her, you know, like I do Please that. Don't. I'll trade you uh, next Saturday. I you can do kid zone. I can I'll sit at your gallery. <laughs> I would rather do kid zone. They're so cute. <laughs> I just hope there's stuff to do this year. They 
They said that it's yeah, it different. It wasn't a whole lot last year. Yeah. They, hopefully the year before, it's back whenever to, we went. Hopefully it's back to like 17 or 18 or 19. Remember, I think you were there. Remember they were shooting the soda bottles? Were you there that year? Maybe. Okay. They were, they, they were doing the extreme science in that grassy area. Mm-hmm. So I just hope there's things to do. I mean, I have to work, so <laughs> right, you, I'm doesn't sure matter Josh to you. will take Maddie there. Okay. All right. We're wrapping up. You go to your couch. You go back to the gallery. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> With the J.